The rest of his tenure under Donald Trump entailed trying to curb the worst instincts and excesses of Trump and his allies. As the Atlantic reports, 20 men have served as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs since the position was created after World War II until Milley, none have been forced to confront the possibility that a president would try to foment or provoke a coup in order to illegally remain in office. A plain reading of the record shows that in the chaotic period before and after the 2020 election, Milley did as much as or more than any other American to defend the constitutional order, to prevent the military from being deployed against the American people, and to forestall the eruption of wars within America's nuclear-armed adversaries. His defense of the constitutional order, as The Atlantic puts it, entailed being on high alert for any moves made by Trump and his coup-plotting allies. From that new reporting, quote, shortly after Defense Secretary Mark Esper was fired, Milley told both Cash Patel and Ezra Cohen-Watnick, another Trump loyalist sent to the Pentagon, that he would make sure they would see the world from behind bars if they did anything illegal to prevent Joe Biden from taking the oath of office on January 20th. Both men have denied being warned in this manner. When the plot to overturn the 2020 election erupted into violence on January 6, Milley played a critical role in the response. In his testimony to the January 6 Select Committee, Milley underscored Trump's dereliction of duty. Watch. Yeah, you know, Commander in Chief, you got an assault going on on the capital of the United States of America. And there's nothing. No call, nothing, zero. Zero. And in the tense period after the insurrection, as concerns about the country's stability spiked here at home and abroad, Milley, according to this new reporting in The Atlantic, quote, gathered the Pentagon's top nuclear officers for an emergency meeting. According to meeting participants, Milley said, quote, if anything weird or crazy happens, just make sure we all know. Milley then went to each officer in turn and asked if he understood the procedures. They all affirmed that they did. Milley told other members of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, quote, all we've got to do is see to it that the plane lands on January 20th, when the constitutional transfer of power to the new president would be completed. Says Michael Popak, Legal AF, as you just heard. In a new reporting by The Atlantic by its editor-in-chief, Jeffrey Goldberg, General Mark Milley did more to protect the constitutional order and prevent a coup and prevent U.S. troops, armed forces, from being used against its own civilians, its own citizens, than any other person in recent history, period. That is in the article entitled The Patriot about Mark Milley. Now, we've heard a lot about Mark Milley because Donald Trump has been mercilessly attacking him, including most recently calling for his followers to hang him, shoot him, kill him, assassinate him, because he believes that he was disloyal to the then President Trump. When in reality, as the Atlantic laid out, Mark Milley controlling the military, making sure, for instance, that not only did each of the commanders of the different branches of the armed forces understand what the nuclear option was to keep Donald Trump's finger off the button. But we know from other reporting, including in uh, in the Atlantic magazine and in the New Yorker magazine, that Mark Milley picked up the phone and called his counterpart in China to make sure that Donald Trump didn't start World War III. That's right, Donald Trump, 
World War III, not World War II, uh, as you seem to have forgotten. Mark Milley is also at the heart of the indictment, at least in the Mar-a-Lago criminal prosecution of Donald Trump, because it's that person that Donald Trump was railing against at Bedminster, surrounded by a group of people who did not have top secret clearance, in which Donald Trump pulled out of a pile of documents that he kept, basically a revenge list, a revenge pile against certain people, including Mark Milley. He had the Iranian war plan document and other documents where he was pointing to it and showing these people who did not have top secret security clearance saying, see, that was Mark Milley. That was him. That wasn't me. He wanted to do this, not me, him, right? In order to try to get back at Mark Milley. Well, forget all of that. If this new reporting is to be believed, and there's no reason that it's not, it, it's not to be, then, then again, Mark Milley was the final firewall that protected our democracy. Now, we know a lot about what General Milley did. He testified to the Jan 6 committee. We heard the clip there in which he was asked, was it appropriate for the commander in chief during the uh, dereliction in duty, right? That 187 minutes that Donald Trump sat in the dining room doing nothing, watching as the Capitol burned and his followers attacked other elected officials in the seat of our democracy as well. Was that appropriate? And he said, the commander in chief doing nothing, zero, zilch during that period. No, that's not appropriate. That's to be contrasted with other testimony that we know he's given to the Jan 6 committee. And I'm sure also in cooperation with um, the, pro the other prosecutors like Jack Smith, in which he said that Mark Meadows, chief of staff, indicted co-conspirator in Georgia, uh, tried to get Mark Milley to be the person in front, the front person to try to spin the narrative that Donald Trump was always in charge and always in command about how to handle the insurrection. When in reality, Mark Milley testified to the Jan 6 committee that it was Mike Pence, of all people, who was barking out orders about how to suppress the insurrection that was happening on Jan 6th. So they try to rope in this military man, this chairman of the Joint Chiefs, to do politics, 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 in General Milley's view, to try to spin the narrative to make it look like Donald Trump wasn't unstable and hadn't lost his mind. Everything that Mark Milley has told investigators and the Jan, and the Jan 6 committee, the only takeaway is that he was up against an unstable presidency that was, that, that was on the verge at all times of being removed by his cabinet under the 25th Amendment, and that the only firewall was the first person who would stand up to him outside of his cabinet, but within, of course, a powerful position as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. The Atlantic says he's, the, he's one of 20, right, Joint Chiefs since World War II. He's the only one that has had a stand between anarchy, a coup, our democracy, and an out-of-control, unstable president in Donald Trump. Now, for his followers and listeners, for Donald Trump, that say the more he gets invite, indicted, the more he gets investigated, the more he gets convicted, the more I like him, you're not a patriot. You're insane. Okay, If you're going to pin your tail to Donald Trump's unstable donkey to lead this country in the next term, you should check in, you should check in yourself to a local uh, treatment facility. Mark Milley said that he knew he was in trouble, and this is more reporting in The Atlantic. He knew he was in trouble with this president when on the very first day when he was at an event for soldiers, Mark Milley picked 
a severely wounded, even to the point of brain damage, captain in the army to sing God Bless America. Obviously wounded, obviously recovering, obviously, you know, um, having issues. Donald Trump pulled him aside and said, don't ever let that man be seen in public again. How dare you, my paraphrase, parade around injured soldiers. That to uh, Mark Milley, with an earshot of other four-star generals. Your pet's a member of the family. My Lily certainly is. Don't feed them like they're in the doghouse. Give them Nom Nom. Nom Nom delivers fresh dog food with every portion personalized to your dog's needs, so you can bring out their best. Gnome Gnome is made with real whole food you can see and recognize without any additives or fillers that contribute to bloating and low energy. That's because Gnome Gnome uses the latest science and insights to make real good food for your dogs. Their nutrient-packed recipes are crafted by board-certified veterinary nutritionists, made fresh and shipped free to your door. Gnome Gnome's already delivered over 40 million meals to good dogs like yours, inspiring millions of clean bowls and tail wags. I love my dog so much and feel better giving her better nutrition. And my dog loves the food and other benefits they've seen. Plus, Gnome Gnome comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Gnome Gnome will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Gnome Gnome. Go right now for 50% off your no-risk two-week trial at trynome.com slash legalaf. Spell trynome.com slash legalaf for 50% off. Trynome.com slash legalaf. So we always thought, based on Donald Trump's um, reactions, overreactions, to try to get Millie, try to undermine Millie, Right? The whole Bedminster recorded conversation that became part of the indictment against uh, Donald Trump is because he has a warped view of Mark Milley and sees him as his enemy to the point where already this weekend, Donald Trump, knowing that his followers and cult followers will follow him anywhere, do anything he says to do, including violence, has basically put a a crosshair on the back of Mark Milley, Mark Milley and called for him to be um, mortally injured, right? Those are Donald Trump's words, not mine. And some people reading it out of context might be thinking, why is he going after Mark Milley? Well, these are the reasons. We've got, we've got two major articles that I'm sure keep Donald Trump up at night and lead him to have tremendous uh, elements of revenge against Mark Milley. One, the New Yorker magazine from a year ago, in which Mark Milley let it be known that he had spoken to his Chinese counterpart to make sure that World War III wasn't started by Donald Trump. And now this new profile, brand new profile, by Jeffrey Goldberg, editor-in-chief of The Atlantic magazine, in which he calls Mark Milley, not Donald Trump, a patriot, and claims, and I, I think with no pushback, at once you read the article, that no person in American history has done more to protect the constitutional order than Mark Milley, even to the point, as you heard in the clip, of telling senior advisors to, to then-President Trump that if they screw around and they don't th do things the wrong way, the, the right way, they're going to be looking at the world through uh, prison bars, and he'll, he'll make sure that happens. That's the kind of profile and courage. That's the kind of person who takes his oath and his allegiance to the Constitution of the United States, every part of it, every word of it, every piece of punctuation in it, seriously. 
And that's what you need at a time of crisis, constitutional crisis, when you have an unstable, out-of-control president who's clinging to power and trying to foment a coup in order to stay in power and won't take the um, results of the election uh, for an answer. So I always admired Mark Milley. I always thought that based on even last year's reporting, just him calling up his Chinese counterpart and saying, let's not start a World War III together, huh? How about that? But now we have all the details, right? These are the reasons that Donald Trump took with him when he left office an entire pile of revenge documents to be used against Mark Milley. We know they exist because he talked about on the recording in Bedminster Donald Trump, a pile of Iranian documents he took with him that we know now he was going to use against Mark Milley. Mark Milley. This helps answer for the prosecutor's standpoint, right? The missing piece. Why did Donald Trump take all this stuff? I mean, we know he ran a kleptocracy, but why did he steal all the documents and keep them? What was he going to do with them? Was he going to make money with them? Was he going to keep them as some sort of perverse set of mementos? these national defense information documents, or something more sinister? Was he going to go after his enemies whenever they were to pop up in case he ran for office again, which he's doing? So he had like things about the French the French uh, President Macron and, and everything about Milley. And not only Milley in a giant pile that he pulled out in Bedminster and started showing people to try to undermine Mark Milley, but we know from other reporting that Molly Michael, who's going to be uh, it was, you're going to hear a lot about her, and I have a hot take that's about to run about her as well. She was Melania's assistant, then the Oval Office uh, chief assistant to President Trump, then followed him to Mar-a-Lago, and then worked for a time at the Save America PAC for Donald Trump, has now flipped and is testifying and cooperating with the prosecutors. She knows everything that happened in Mar-a-Lago about the boxes, the documents, and Donald Trump's personal involvement with the decision-making about what documents to hide, what documents to produce, and how to handle the National Archive, Department of Justice, FBI, and federal judges. That Molly Michael. Molly Michael has another role related to Mark Milley. We now know from piecing together the reporting that Molly Michael was the assistant who downloaded information from Donald Trump onto a laptop, including, I believe, about Mark Milley. That was also confidential, classified, top secret, parallel to the information we learned at Bedminster, took it with her to the Save America pack on a thumb drive and downloaded it. And when she realized what she had done, when Mar-a-Lago hit the fan during the execution of the search warrant and thereafter, she came in from the cold, brought the laptop and thumb drive with her, with her and turned it over to the Department of Justice. That had a lot of Mark Milley stuff. That helps the prosecutors answer the question that has been bothering them that they need to answer for the jury. Why did he do it? Why did the president take the pile? We know now why. Because he wanted, when there were articles like The Atlantic about the patriot Mark Milley, Donald Trump could come out and talk with some sort of confidence based on documents and piles of things that he retained to try to attack and undermine the credibility of Mark Milley and others. So it was a giant, it was a giant cache of revenge material. I almost said revenge porn. I mean, it was probably titillating to Donald Trump in a weird way, but a giant pile of information to be used against his enemies as needed.
And that's why he kept it. Not so much to make money off of it, although I wouldn't put that past them either, but to use it to undermine somebody who took to the airwaves, took to interviews, books written about them, right? I'm sure somewhere he's looking, you know, he he wished he could still access information about Cassidy Hutchinson, who's come out so hard against him, about Molly Michael herself. But he can't because the government has denied him that access because he's being prosecuted related to it. But this new attack on Mark Milley, right, helps answer the question, why did Donald Trump keep those documents with him at Mar-a-Lago? What was he going to do with it? Now we know. And then, of course, Donald Trump goes one step further, thinks he can get away with it because he doesn't see Mark Milley as a threat to be a witness against him, Although I don't know why, Mark Milley will be a witness against him in the election interference case by um, Jack Smith in front of Judge Chutkin. So the next thing I would do if I were if I were Jack Smith, the very next thing, starting on Monday or Tuesday this coming week, is file a new paper with Judge Chutkin and say that Donald Trump has violated your orders concerning witness tampering and attacking people. She's sitting on right now an order, a proposed order by the government to limit Donald Trump's abilities to attack witnesses, judges, jurors, FBI, Department of Justice prosecutors, and staff. This is an example of Donald Trump attacking a potential witness because we know Mark Milley is going to be called to testify against Donald Trump about everything that happened leading up to Jan 6th, at Jan 6th, and just beyond. And so he's a witness. And so to undermine his credibility and witness tamper, Donald Trump is bashing him and calling effectively for his assassination. Look for that paper to come out next week. I don't have inside knowledge, but it would be it would be the obvious next step for the special counsel to do. When that happens, if that happens, we'll follow it. We'll follow more reporting about this battle between Donald Trump, it's not even a battle, this character assassination um, and threats of violence against the former uh, uh, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, by Donald Trump, and what prosecutors and judges are now going to do about it now that it's occurred, with Mark Milley being an obvious um, witness for the prosecution in the D.C. case that Jack Smith is handling. I'll follow it just like I'm doing now on hot takes like this one on the Midas Touch Network. The only place you can come for no sunshine, no smoke, just facts. Help the Midas Touch Network get to 2 million free subscribers on YouTube. The more powerful they get, the more your voice is heard. And I also co-anchor the leading podcast on law and politics, also on the Midas Touch Network, called Legal AF. You can catch it on Wednesdays and Saturdays, also on the Midas Touch Network. If you like this kind of content, give me a thumbs up helps with the ratings, helps keep me on the air. And then until my next hot take, until my next episode of Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.